Hi everybody, this is Adam. And this is Jesse. And life is so good, we, we can, can hardly, hardly believe, believe it. it. Hi guys, and welcome back to Can Hardly Believe It. I'm glad to be back in the studio. Yes, I'm so excited for another episode. Yes, what have you been up to, Mr. Kennard? Well, my beautiful wife taking me on trips and, uh, you know. Uh, you got a new elliptical? I did get a new elliptical. which a was yard sale. And, and it was a journey because I didn't know an elliptical could be that heavy. Yes, so um, after it sat in our hallway for two weeks, it's finally found its home. Well, I had to disassemble it. So that we could carry it to its new spot. Yes, yes. But, you know, I love a good uh, secondhand find there on stuff. I love shopping, like, thrift stores and yard sales and things like that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you can't save money, then, you know, there's no need to spend it. True, true. Well, there's not much new going on in our life. We have been kind of hibernating, winter style, you know, just chilling around the house and i think that's what's kind of got me thinking about today's episode is just some media we've been taking in yes um i love i love 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 a good series and it's like i'm not what i'm not one of those people that like i find the series and i follow it along i find it like six years after it's over and there's like eight seasons to binge watch like i'm all over it yeah, yeah, and we've done that with quite a few. Yeah, that's weird, because that seems to be our style. We find things after the, the craze is over, and I'm like, have you heard of this, you know? Um, but the reason that I'm saying this is because we're currently watching a show, and it sparked some, I don't know, thoughts that I've had, because I know some people that have watched it, and um, I have some acquaintances that are non-believers, baby believers, and this show, which shall remain unnamed, um, has a heavy focus on religion, specifically the Bible and Christianity and God. But I don't even know how to say it. I don't know if they're skewing it, taking it to the extreme. I can see how a non-believer or a baby believer would be completely turned off by god and the bible because of the show like we can watch it because we're secure in our faith and you know we eye roll at some stuff and saying things like that but it really concerns me for the general public well it, it, yeah it reminds us it reminds me of you know satan twisting scripture mm-hmm. um it's the words of scripture being used without the spirit of scripture in it it's hmm. a good way to put it so yeah, that's just what we're going to talk about today. You know, if you're listening to this, if you're, you've been a believer for years or you're new to Christianity or heck, you might be an atheist. I don't know. Just how you can kind of test these media outlets, whether it's something you're reading, something you're watching, music that you're listening to, how to kind of test it. Yeah, I think that's important. I think that it's very easy to take things at face value yeah, and not, um, you know, it's, it's a funny thing. I'll just go into this for a, a second. Many people, it, it, you know, they'll read a Stephen King book <clears throat> or any other novel and they consider the entire context around what they're reading. 
but they open the Bible and don't consider the context in which it is being written. They don't ask the author's point or what, what people are being spoken to or involved. They just take the text itself at face value. And it's a very strange thing. Can you elaborate on that more? Because, like, I grew up um, in religion, I guess I'll call it. I went to a private school. I've gone to church my whole life. I used to have to memorize and write the Bible and, you know, do all the things, the dress code and all that. But now, where I'm at in my walk, it's like, did you know this was in the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, yeah. And it's like, I knew it too, but it's like a different context now or something. And like, I am just very literal. Like if the Bible said the sky is green, I'm going to argue with you. The sky is green, you know, but you know, clearly the Bible doesn't say that. So could you elaborate a little bit more what you mean of who the author is, who they're talking to, the context, because I, even though I grew up in this, I am learning new things every day. And I, you know, I bounce a lot of questions off of you because I'm just re-understanding the Bible. So could you just help me out a little bit with that? Sure. Um, one example that actually I was speaking with Pastor Ronnie about a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. is the, uh, multiple, the accounts of the rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. And for example, um, Jesus tells him to sell everything you own and give it to the poor in order to be saved. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to take into consideration what's happening there. Because I don't know about you, but I've not met many Christians who have sold everything they own and given it to the poor. So, no. and, and that would be getting saved by our efforts. And we know from Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 that we are saved by grace through faith. Mm-hmm. not by doing good things. There are plenty of non-believers that do really good things. Yeah. So doing good things isn't what saves us. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we take into consideration, okay, well, why did Jesus say that? We have to ask who, what, when, where, why, and how. Why would Jesus say that? Well, let's look at the context. The rich young ruler asked, what good thing must I do? To be saved. He didn't say, I have faith in you, Jesus. He wanted to do something to get himself saved. And he pointed out that he had held up, held with, he had held up the law from the beginning of his life. Mm-hmm. And that he, so he was claiming perfection, which we know no one met every bit of the law. Um, so what Jesus did was held up the mirror of the law. Okay. If you want to use the law, I'm going to hold up the mirror of the law. Let's take it to an extreme. So if you want to do what it takes for you to save yourself, here you go, bud. And gave him an answer that yet again he couldn't live up to, just as we can't live up to the law. So the context there matters. Mm -hmm. Does that make, I hope that makes sense to everyone. Yeah, I think you made a very valid point of, for example, if you're watching the same show that we're watching, I'm like, that sounds weird. Pull out your Bible read it or find it, see if it's even in there, for goodness sakes, and kind of just see, um, you know, there's headers in your Bible and footers in your Bible that can kind of help you figure out what's going on in this situation, because I'm I'm not going to lie, sometimes the Bible's a little confusing to me. So, you know, there are things in place in your Bible that can help you understand 
who is being spoken to, who wrote it, what the time frame was. There's different things, you know, and so that's what you're saying. It's utilized the whole context, not just the verse. Correct. Yes. I mean, we can get deep into some stuff that'll cause conversations that we don't want to have. Okay. Um, but, but yes, you know, when did this happen? Was this being said under the old covenant or the new covenant? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, old covenant was up until the death of Jesus because a covenant doesn't end until someone dies. So we have to keep that in mind on a lot of things we read. And that's a deep discussion that we won't have right now on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I think it's very important to notice that context because like I said, it's not a Dick and Jane book. Mm-hmm. We're not saying see spot run. Mm-hmm. We need to know what's happening. And what's going on? This is the most important book ever written throughout the history of mankind. And people want to brush it off as if it's not written any better than, than your average bookstore novel. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that they do a disservice for one to, to under, their own understanding, but for two to the people around them. They, they spread a, a sometimes harmful concept of who jesus is and and what god wants for us yeah i think that's what like i said i'm very much enjoying our show that we're watching but i think that's one thing that really bothered me i'm like man i can see why people don't like us christians (laughs) yeah yeah i mean there a lot of it is just look at this little tiny snippet of scripture yeah and they base rules upon that yeah and you know the thing that that i think we need to remember even when reading the old testament now that we have the revelation of the new testament is we need to be seeing jesus in it Mm -hmm. and if you're not seeing jesus in it you're missing the point right and they're not the the show we're watching is not seeing jesus in any of what they're citing mm-hmm. yeah it's quite frightening actually <laughs> uh, um but i don't know why this is coming to you but we're just gonna roll with it um talking about the context figuring out the context of what you're reading uh we just had this conversation not even a week ago with somebody we were traveling with um it was a verse that i think is taken out of context quite a bit what was it you get not because you ask not. Oh, uh, yeah. You have not because you ask not. Right. But I've learned there's a little more to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it goes on in James to say, and when you do ask, you don't receive because you ask for the wrong things. Mm. Nobody nobody wants to hear or talk about that part. Mm. No, that part hurts. <laughs> that part hurts. You know, we go, well, why isn't God answering my prayers? Well, hold on. Are are your prayers in line with what God has for us? Yeah. Are your prayers even in line with with God's will? Right, right. That's something that I've had to remind myself of. I have a little post-it note on my mirror. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it. (laughs) But it's like, God's timing, not mine. God's will, not mine. God's word, not the world. You know, and I have to remind myself of that because even though God is just like our Father, and you literally can talk to him about anything. Like, um, I've had a recent hair coloring incident that I'm praying about. <laughs> yes. Like, you literally, you can talk to God about everything, but it's still his will above yours, period. 
It is. And he also lets us face our own consequences. Yes. Yes, he does. You know, as, as our good friend Kyle, uh, Pastor Kyle would like to say, you know, s- sometimes it's not the devil causing your problems. Sometimes you're just a bonehead. Yeah. And, and sometimes we have to remember, and that's not that your hair coloring is a bonehead. It is a bonehead move by the petition, but, um, so, sometimes the thing we face is not because of some great spiritual battle. It's because we made a bad choice. Yes. Yes. And I feel like you can learn things like God's still there through all of it and stuff like that. He still loves you despite your haircut. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So, the point of this episode is, you know, everything that you're consuming, whether it's something you're reading, something you're watching, something you're listening to, you need to kind of test it against what God's Word says. Because even though I think I'm super strong in my faith, I'm not sometimes. And, you know, even as a believer, I can be subvertly, is that a word? I don't know subconsciously influenced by things that I'm consuming. And so I need to be prepared. I need to be knowledgeable. I need to um, have that measuring stick of, all right, come on now. (laughs) Yeah, no. And, and I don't think that, you know, a lot of people will tell you, you, well, that means you're not living in the spirit or whatever and try to make this a, a, sal- a salvific issue. Can you hear my eyes rolling through the radio? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing is, is, you know, we're, we're told all along that, you know, we are, Jesus holds us in his hand. God holds us in his hand. We're not holding on to him. He's got a grip on us. And, and we're also told that even when we are faithless, Jesus is faithful. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. If, if, if it depended upon your ability to somehow perform and show your faith and man, we all fail. Mm-hmm. Every one of us, no matter to what degree, because the standard is perfection. Mm-hmm. And without perfection, if you're not perfect and, and, you know, I'm going to give a spoiler here and let you know that if you're listening to this, you're not perfect and neither are we. No. Um, if, if you're not perfect, that's where the blood of Jesus comes in. That's where belief in the death, burial, and resurrection comes in. Mm-hmm. And something, I don't know why this is coming to me. You must have said something that sparked this, but talking about like there's nothing we can do we're not holding on to him he's always holding us um that reminds me of that poem back in the day footprints in the sand or whatever yeah and he carried you i don't know i don't know word for word look at that footprints in the sand but that reminds me of when i was pregnant with elias i was very 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 far far away from god at that time i you know i was church hurt back in my teens and I never really got back to God. I was so mad over several different things. But regardless of where what I was doing between that time and the time that I got pregnant with Elias, I don't know if you remember, I thought it's because I did something bad that all the bad stuff that happened in my life, up to and including this pregnancy that I was slowly losing. And, you know, God came through and I have a beautiful, healthy child. I'm still here, all that stuff. but. It's not because of anything that I did. God was just good because God is good. 
And God took that moment to teach me that there's nothing that you can do to, you know, make me love you anymore. I'm good just because I'm God and I'm going to be good to you. And he really showed up and showed out in that situation. (laughs) He did. He showed up in all the situations. Now that I truly see who God is, I see him through all the bad stuff along the way. That's like a really defining moment for me. Of there, it was this situation was one hundred and ten percent out of my hands, and I thought I deserved the worst. Yet God thought I deserved the best, and that's what I got. Just because that's who God is, not because of anything I did. Because, like you said, if we were going by works and all of that stuff, I would have been a goner. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, I I, th- I think that it's just like, uh, you know, the, the account of Joseph mm-hmm. when he says that what the enemy intended for bad, God uses for good. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to remember that even when bad stuff is happening, God can and will use it for his glory. Mm-hmm. And so he may not, sometimes God doesn't stop the bad stuff. Mm-mm. Sometimes the bad stuff is just going to happen. The fact is God is good even through the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens, he is the source of goodness. Yeah. Okay. Question. We're just going to have a little, uh, going to just throw this at you. I don't know how this is going to go. Okay. Let's go. Speaking of that. So there's a verse in the Bible. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Yes. Correct. So I've seen a quote recently going around social media. It says, the Bible says no weapon formed against you will prosper. It says that, you know, it's saying that they will not prosper, not that they won't be formed. What is your take on that? Because that's kind of what I feel like you're saying, and I could be interpreting you wrong, but like, you're going to have hard times. Being a Christian isn't all rosy all the time but in the end god still prevails through all of it so what's your take on that well i think we have to look at what that means there's uh, I, we could get really deep into this and possibly cause a lot of confusion first yeah, so let's keep it very so let me keep it on the, let me keep it on the surface um i i think the thing to remember is we need to define what prosper is mm-hmm. um no, it won't prosper. Let me ask you this. Let's, let's, let me answer your question with a question. What happened to the, uh, the apostles? The, the OG original apostles? And they were all martyred, weren't they? They were all but one, uh-huh. uh, were martyred for their faith. Do you think that a weapon form, formed against them prospered? I mean, technically speaking, yes, but, but no, like a physical, a physical, uh, weapon physically, which which has to ask us is our we have to then look at it and go well is our physical circum are, are the physical circumstances what matter? Hmm. You know we it doesn't prosper because in the end we are secure with Christ. Correct. So regardless of what happens here, we're winners. Mm-hmm. So that's just my my kindergarten overview. We won't get into who it's written to and all that stuff. No, no, I, was um, just, I don't know why it just sparked my. But no, it's right there. it's a great quote, and it's on the wall of every rehab you ever visit. <laughs> um, but but that being said, 
I think we have to remember what prosper means. Yeah. Because sometimes we get, if we don't, we take it into a worldly prosperity gospel type thing that somehow makes it sound like when we face bad times, God must be against us. Mm-hmm. And that's not it at all. No. It won't prosper because you can't rip me out of the hands of God. Mm-hmm. Take that devil. Yeah. And sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow, people. Mm. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's so hard to to look past the worldly, temporal things going on around us mm-hmm. and go, hold on, God's still got me. Yeah. I'm still, if I lose everything today, if everything falls apart, am I still a winner in the end? Mm-hmm. That's hard. That's very hard. Sometimes. And I'm not saying God doesn't want the best for us. Yeah. Because he wants the best for us. Mm-hmm. And he also lets us make our own decisions. Absolutely. Now that might, you know, there might be people out there that disagree who, you know, view God as having control over every situation. But um, I, I think part of his control is he's allowed to relinquish con- control over certain situations and let us have our free will. Free will. Big discussion there. You know, a lot of denominations get mad at us for this conversation, babe. One time in school, we had debate team, and we had to debate free will versus determinism. No, it was a different word. I forget where you don't have a choice. Predestination. Predestination. Predestination versus free will. Okay. We each got to pick a teacher to be on our debate team. That was a rough conversation. It got my mind. Ticking. Well, it it is a big conversation. It's still a huge conversation in the Christian culture. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is literally the uh, the basis of Calvinism is predetermination. Yeah, and and so you know, I don't want to offend any denominations, anybody who's a believer in Christ. Believe in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's it. Period. Yeah. So it is a big big debate, and the fact is, if you settle it, you're doing better than than all of mankind for the last 400 years. Yeah, we never settled it, but that was a huge conversation for a, a teenager to have. It was, it was a lot. But, anywho, so, thank you for your perspective on that, Mr. Kennard. Very interesting. But see, that was something that I was consuming subconsciously. I'm like, oh, well, I know that's in the Bible. Yep, that sounds about right. Yep, mm-hmm. No, no weapons formed against me is going to prosper. Take that. Ha-ha. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, it's, and it's not wrong. It's not wrong, but, you know, like you said, you got to check the context. We have to check the context. We have to see the viewpoint. And, and yes, you're right. It, it doesn't say that a weapon won't be formed against you. A weapon's already formed against you. Mm-hmm. Get good with it. Yeah. You know, like Satan exists and he's against you. Newsflash. Yeah. And even um, I had a family member lose um, a child, my cousin, and I will never forget. Um, I'm talking like she was an adult and she had a very bad car wreck and passed away. And I cannot imagine losing a child in any way, shape, or form. And I just remember how her faith sustained her, my aunt. And at that time, I was very far away from God. And I can remember her crying, talking to somebody, and still talking about how God was still good and God's going to get us through this. And I'm like, this lady is insane. Like, I didn't understand that concept. But now on the other side of this, like, I do get it. And I mean, I would be saying the same thing. So what a testament of faith in God during like the worst time in her entire life. I don't think, I don't even think she knows this. I hope she listens to it. What an impact it had on me 
when I was like, I hate God. I'm like, you just lost a child. And you're sitting here saying, God is still good. God is still going to get me through this. I mean, what a testament of faith. It is. You know, I just had that conversation with my friend today that we were messaging mm-hmm. um, about car parts. Yeah. Um, and he was saying he had some major health scares about a year ago. And he said it just totally strengthened his faith once he got through it, mm-hmm. as he went through it. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he had a lot of fear, a lot of worries, a lot of scares, and he just got to see just how good Jesus is, even when we don't, when we know we have no control, just like us with the baby, when we have no control over anything that's happening, and he's, he's the one taking care of it. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So all that rambling and being all over the place like two squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to say to be very mindful of content that you're taking in because this world is the wild west these days. It is. It and is. I, I feel like there's a huge attack on Jesus and God and, you know, Christianity right now. I just feel this huge uh, towards us, not us personally, but like us as believers, and like you just really got to be on point, people. Yeah, the body of Christ is under attack. Yes, it is, and if it, if nothing else, with you know, sometimes it's outright lies, sometimes it's confusion. I, uh, I see a lot of conf- subtle confusion is yet again the biggest one. It has been throughout time. We've seen that since the garden. Yeah, true. Um, true. So if we don't expect that, then we are not living realistically. We're we're not being. Uh, in touch with the ploy of the enemy. Yeah, and I will say, though, I've noticed an uptick in curiosity as well. Um, I I seem to be a magnet for non-believers. <laughs> I really should be more prepared, to be honest, because I just don't accept it because I don't find myself to be um, a scholarly Christian person that, you know, someone would come to me for wisdom, but yet in the past couple months, so many people in my life that are acquaintances have come to me with spiritual questions and spiritual curiosity or said things like, wow, you know, you're what a Christian should be. You're nice. You love me regardless of my beliefs or my politics or whatever. I'm not used to that. Like, wow. And so like we as believers really need to be on point because I do think there's an uptick in curiosity as well. I do as well. I think the pendulum is swinging back toward um, faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. I think that, that, you know, I will say this, dear, it's the spirit you carry. It's, you carry the Holy Spirit of God within you yeah. wherever you go. Um, so of course they're going to be curious. And, you know, I think it's beautiful that you are able to be approached by them in that way because that's how Jesus came to us. Yeah. He didn't come to us expecting our perfection. For one thing, he knew we weren't perfect, yeah. and he knows every day. Yeah. Um, but he he came to us in in his perfection. So we come not in our perfection. Mm-hmm. We come in his, which is love. Yeah. Now we don't approve. We don't have to. We don't have to say yes. Do, uh, yes. Do bad things. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't approve the, of anyone doing bad negative things. The fact is. <laughs> Let's be honest, we're human beings. Every now and then you do bad things anyway without our approval. Right. So let's not pretend that we can be all judgy and high and mighty. Yeah. Um, But we speak on truth. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll I'll tell you what I believe, but 
you know, at the same time, I love you. Like, I truly love people where they're at for who they are. I don't want anybody trying to boss me around and change me. I just want to be loved for exactly who I am. And so that's what I try to portray to people. But personal goals to get a little more brushed up on my Bible and how to talk to people because no one's ever come to me with this stuff before. And it's really neat now. Absolutely. You know, that's a, that's a good way to segue to our ending. Um, I realized after, and this is going to sound crazy. I realized after being involved in ministry for a few years that I couldn't tell you where in the Bible to look and find the gospel, just the gospel. Hmm. I, if if I was asked, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you what the gospel in direct words was, mm-hmm. and that hit me like, wow, I need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. This is not okay. So I want to leave everyone with uh, our reading today, which is First uh, Corinthians, verse or chapter fifteen, verses one through four. Looking up. Read your Bible, people. Have a great day. Oh, wait. If you don't have a Bible, please reach out to us on social media. We'll hook you up for free. (laughs) Everyone should have a Bible. We will definitely make sure you get a Bible if you need one. All right. That's all we have. Yeah. I'm so glad to be back. And what an interesting discussion we've had, Mr. Kennard. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, dear. We'll see you next week. Bye. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.